Welcome to the inaugural episode of Let's Debate This Podcast. I am your host, Goran Dulak. We will be shortly joined by Dalton Pepper, my longtime friend and former teammate. But before Dalton joins us, let's just have a quick overview of what we'll be discussing in today's show. First, we'll take a deep dive of the 2017 NBA Draft and dissect which player has helped their team the most thus far in a year and a few games this season. Then we'll discuss G League's new policy that they are going to implement going forward. And then we'll have the NBA predictions, the finals matchup, the MVP, the All-NBA First Team Defensive Player of the Year, and probably the biggest one, Rookie of the Year this year, because there's a few guys that are in that discussion. Then we'll discuss Le'Veon Bell's future with the Steelers, and we'll kind of conclude today's episode talking about the daily over and unders and the picks in the NFL, and a few in the NBA. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Fired up and jacked up. How's it going over there in Italy, buddy? It's going well, man. Just getting ready for this uh, Sunday football. Big day. Watching a uh, big big NBA day yesterday. Yeah, what'd you think about that? But you know, you know what? Why don't we just dive right into the topic that I've been wanting to discuss with you, and that's the 2017 NBA draft. Now, you and I went to the draft live and we watched mm-hmm. it, and Sixers took folks, and you weren't a fan of the pick. And now a year later, three games in. I watched the Boston, Chicago, Orlando game, and Fultz is, you know, I, I can't disagree with you that he looks like a bad pick, but I want to ask, you know, how do you, like, first I want to ask about his shooting form. What do you think about his shooting form? Has it improved? And, like, what do you think about it? I don't think, I don't think he was a great shooter to begin with in college. Um at Washington, he wasn't a, a lights out shooter. He might have shot. He didn't shoot that many shots. So he was. He, he think he was bumping around almost forty, but that's that's pushing it because he wasn't shooting a lot of shots. I don't like. He he just doesn't look like he has the confidence shooting the ball, where guys are just letting him, just standing in the paint, letting him play. And, and you can't play like that because he's a one on one player. He needs a defender on him so he can get by for. Because he's an athletic, he's an athletic player, right? Right. So, um, I, you know, I, you already know, I, I hated the pick to begin with. I hated the business move that the Sixers made by potentially giving up a top five pick to get Fultz when they could have got him at three, because Boston knew they were taking Jason Tatum, right? Who, who in my opinion is the top talent in that in that draft and has shown it to this day. He maybe him and the Donovan Mitchell. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I it's difficult to disagree with you on that point. But to me, while watching him play these first three games and I'm rooting for him and because I want him to be the player that he kinda looked in college, there's a few points I wanted to bring up. He just doesn't seem like he wants the ball. He brings the ball up and hands it off 
to whoever, like Simmons or whoever, whoever it may be, runs a screen and kind of runs off to the other side, and he doesn't seem confident. He doesn't seem like he wants to attack the basket. And the shots that he's taking are like, well, you know, let's just take these shots and kind of like – you know, prove to everyone that I can shoot. And he's shooting the shots, not like in the beginning of the game or when, you know, it kind of matters. He's kind of shooting these garbage time shots. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's shooting at like 33%. I mean, last night I watched the entire Orlando game and he, he got an offensive rebound in the first half and missed a wide open layup. And I don't know, is it confidence or is he just, or is he just not that good? And there's me, a few other points I want to bring up, but like, is it confidence? Is this fixable? You think? For me, I think Brett Brown is trying to slowly ease him into it. He 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 didn't play all last season. He and when he did play, he didn't in the, in the playoffs. He he didn't even sniff the court. So Brett, I think Brett's trying to get his confidence, get him get him in back in the flow of the game. And then as he's he gains some confidence, he'll start running some plays because the Sixers' offense right now. Is either pound it down to Joel ISO, or Ben Simmons gets the ball on on the wing ISO. JJ's coming off a stagger or a down screen for a shot. Those are the those are the, that's the Sixers offense right now. Which to blame you you can't blame Brett Brown for wanting to go to Joel Embiid who who, who possibly could be an MVP this season to Ben Simmons who is arguably. Uh, the, the most talented point guard in the game right now with his size and I'm not saying better than the other guys, but with his size and passing ability and feel for the game, he's arguably one of the top prospects. I think Brett wants to get him going, try to try to ease him in and, and, and get his confidence. Like you said, he, he's lacking that completely because all he's probably listening to all the rumors. He's probably listening to guys like me to say, Hey, he's a bum. He 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 was the first pig. What are the Sixers doing? That gets in kids' heads, especially at 19 years old, and uh, living on his own for the first time and and doing this stuff. So I think it's going to take time. You're right. We got to watch him play a little bit. We got to give the guy. We got to give him. Got to give him some time to to play the game. Is it right? Right. Everyone just doesn't come in the league and and, and become LeBron James. It just doesn't yeah. happen. Right. I agree with you. Now, here's a few points of concern. Why is Brett Brown, why does he want to play him? Why does he believe in him so much? Because it wasn't Brett Brown, per se, that drafted him. It was the old management that is no longer there, Brian Colangelo and whatnot. So why, like, this, Brett Brown, to me, seems like a good coach and a decent human being. So he doesn't seem like he's out here trying to prove a point. He, I think he truly believes that this kid can be good. And that kind of makes me feel good that I'm not rooting, you know, for nothing out there that I, I want this kid to be good. But here's a few problems that I have with him. You know, he's averaging eight and a half points, three and a half rebounds, you know, 4.7 assists. He's shooting 33%, which is fine. Three games in free throws, 50%. He's only taken four. But, you know, I don't really like his body language. He has terrible body language. No, I've yeah, watched I, I, every I game, and I've taken and I've taken a note of that. I've, uh, you know, Boston game, tough place to play first. You know, first game starting in Boston. Okay, I'll kind of give you a pass. Then you play Chicago and Orlando, who are two terrible teams 
that are going to be in the lottery draft because they are so bad. Um, and they were daring him to shoot, and he didn't. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what can you do if you know your your shot isn't falling right now? What can you do, you know, to help your team win? And last night, notably, he had some fouls that were clear fouls, and he had some that weren't, and some other mistakes. And his body language every time is kind of hanging his head, you know, like it it isn't my fault, yada, 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 acting kind of like a kid. And you expect that. He's, he just turned 20 in May, to correct you, from 19. So, you know, why is Brett Brown doing this? And talk about his body language. Like, what do you think? You, you played basketball in college, high school, college, and now you play professionally. So, like, what happens when you see a guy out there on your team with, you know, body language such as Markel Fultz? You know, I mean, I agree with you. I don't like his body language at all. I think he's just – he thinks he's right now he's just too cool. He was the number one draft pick, and, and, and you got to prove yourself if you, if you want to come out on the court and, and, make it, and make a living in this league because you can be going real quick, as, you, as we've seen, like Anthony Bennett, who was uh, – okay, he wasn't a guard when, when a lot of teams miss on big men like that. Like a lot of scouts will miss – on a big man, especially with the way the game's changing nowadays, but you can't miss on guards like this. You can't. GMs cannot possibly miss. And I think with his athleticism and his length at a uh, point guard, shooting guard, I think he's got all the attributes. He has got all the attributes. He just needs to get his head his head in the right place. And but- <clears throat> when you're when you're hanging your head all the time. And doing this, even when when your teammates have your back, like it, it's not like they don't have his back. You could see he hit a shot that the whole gym, the whole gym, shut down when he hit that three pointer. Right, right, yes. So I mean, I agree with you. I don't like his body language at all. I think he's got to get mentally there. And when you see, when you start seeing him have better games and his confidence is lifted, he starts playing more minutes, getting in the flow of the offense getting some steals, playing better defense because right now I don't like I don't like his attitude on defense either. He's just standing there not not even watching the ball. It looks like he's uh Khalif Wyatt back in North, back at Norristown High School. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, except so, Khalif could get away with that because he wasn't playing top of the guys top guys in the world. Right. Yeah, I I don't like his body language. I don't like uh, certain things about him. Well, what I do like is he's six four, six five. He's got really long arms. Last night he, uh, Ben Simmons, before he came out of the game. By the way, Ben Simmons injured his back. Um, I don't think it's anything serious, but he threw it up to Fultz, and Fultz kind of on a breakaway with the guy like on his hip just rose up and dunked it. And I'm like, that's what we need. And I'm kind of thinking like, what are these little things that he could do to get his confidence? Like that dunk right there got him going. Now. He'll take a jump shot and miss it, and that'll you know kind of hang his head, and he'll he'll get taken out, yada yada yada. Brett Brown plays him about twenty five to thirty minutes. He got a little more last night um, because because of uh, injury to Simmons. But you know what? What are the little things that he can do to get his confidence up? Kind of like as a scorer and a shooter, you can probably attest to this. You had a bad shooting night, or you start off the game rough. And what kind of gets you going? I would think it's just 
seeing the ball go through the hoop and you kind of are like, okay, now let's get it going. What is it that he can I, do because he I, can't get the ball in the hoop? What can he I, do to get his confidence I, going? Like, I, I think that first you need to establish a position because Ben Simmons has the ball in his hands 80% of the time when he's on the court. The other 20 goes to Joel and, and, and JJ or whatever, whoever's on the court, whatever. But Ben Simmons has the ball in the court. Markel is used to having the ball in his hands. So when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, I don't think he – right now he doesn't know how to play. Like he, he – you can't send him off a screen for, for – a stagger screen for a shot because right now his shot's not there. You can't uh, – you can get him on the wing. You can get him on the block for, for mismatches, isos. But why would you do that when you have Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons because – you're right, just third, you're just the third, fourth option in that offense right now. I don't even know if he's that. So, like you said, he, like I said, he he needs to establish himself a position. It's hard to play. It's hard for him to do that right now because Ben Simmons takes up, takes up all the all all the all the minutes of point guard position. So he's not playing as much point as he's used to playing. Where in Washington he had the ball in his hands, he could he could do whatever he wanted. He played forty minutes a game and get five, six assists, he's feeling he's got a feel for the game, he's getting involved, and that's how you get your confidence. But it's gonna to be tough unless, like you said, an injury goes down for Simmons. I don't think it's anything serious, but he he needs to get the he needs a feel for the ball and he needs to get a feel for the game. If I'm gonna see anything right. worth seeing or they gotta they gotta ship him out. That, that that should be the next topic. What should the Sixers do at this point. Right. Uh, I actually was going to ask you that question. Do you write him off at this point, or how many games do you give him? How many minutes do you give him before you say, all right, this isn't working out. We need to kind of just close the door on this Fultz era and focus on what we have. Because, you know, I love the Sixers. I want them to be good. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm wearing a Sixers sweatshirt um, and socks, and I want them to kind of, you know, be the team that they were last year and build on it, but they truly need that third guy. They need a guy that can, they can create his own shot, a guy that can handle the ball that doesn't get pressured into mistakes. Uh, when Simmons and Embiid, you know, kind of are well, m- more so Embiid when he's double teamed because Simmons, we clearly know he can't shoot and he refuses to, but that's fine. He's effective in other ways, and you know, if you have him and and Simmons out there on the floor. I mean, they're going to struggle because teams are just going to close in on Embiid. Boston mm. has done a terrific job. Yep. And talking about Boston quickly, I mean, they are they are light years ahead of us. Um, they're a better team. They're 10 deep. Um, and I, I'm going to have to agree with you on the podcast. I mean, Jason Tatum is looks like a very, very – he looks like – you saw that you saw that player. dagger he hit last night? Yes. I, 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 I watched a little bit of last night, but watching I watched the entire Sixers game and I watched them watched him play against Toronto. And against Toronto he made some you know, kind of like rookie mistakes, and this is kind of an extension of a rookie year for him. It's early on in the season. But he is good. He's got a step back inside out behind. He just knows how to play the game. And he looks like he's growing and just working on his craft. And you know what? I, I I love to be proven wrong. And he's just right now a better pick. And it's looking like he's just going to be 
better going long term, going long term. So that's just, you so, know, so what what, but you... let me ask you, what is what is Fultz's ceiling and what is his floor? If you if you have to pick, like do comparables, what would you say is the ceiling and what would you say is this floor um, looking at it? And please, for the sake of our listeners, put out some names out there that we actually may know. Uh, because especially when you're talking about the floor. So the first question is, what do you think the Sixers are going to do and with him? And I think right now, you tell me, are they possibly starting him, playing him 25, 30 minutes, trying to get him, get some numbers to get his trade stock up? I don't think so because I don't think the teams – well, first of all, the teams that have played, right, Boston, Chicago, and Orlando are – Boston doesn't need them, right? So Boston's not going to take them right away. No, Boston does not. They have too many wings. But looking at Chicago, Orlando, um, just any team – and just look at those two because they're just going to be at the bottom of the barrel, um, in my opinion – these guys are daring him to shoot, right? And he isn't. So when any of these other teams, especially out West, take a look and see, all right, look at the numbers that Fultz is posting right now, right? He's averaging about 25 minutes, eight and a half points, three and a half rebounds, 4.7 assists. One thing I will say I do like about him is his assists. He had some last night and Truth be told, some of these assists and some of these points that that he has had are garbage time. But you know, I'll take it at this point. I think they're, uh, frankly, I think the Sixers are investing in him because I think that he can be good. Getting his, um, getting his trade, getting his stock up to trade him. I don't think that that's going to work. And what are they going to get for him? Uh, probably nothing. And at this point, I think it's worth to ride it out throughout the season and say, all right, we've done what we can. To me, this is the story of Markel Fultz. He's either going to get get it together and, you know, within the next two seasons, he's going to really – because he's a professional, right? That's This is what he does. He's, he's not going to school for five hours a day and then – or whatever, and, and then practicing. He's got a full-time job. He's He needs to – you know, he really needs to step it up. But if he doesn't, he could, to me, it's going to be that he's going to be a guy that we kind of talk about, like like you mentioned, Anthony Bennett. Like, he's not going to be in the league anymore. And that's, when you think about it, the first overall pick in a loaded draft is going to be not in the league anymore. That's kind of like, wow, like, what happened? And there's a few things that you kind of pointed out and looking back at it now um, and it just kind of makes sense. You said to me, well, his team was nine and 22 and I kind of like dismissed it at first, but now I can kind of agree, you know, being nine and 22 in college basketball and I get it. It was, it it was a pack 10 and UCLA was good and yada, yada, yada. But if you have, and you can attest to this, if you have one very good player on a college team, there's no reason you should be, you should have a losing record. Because that player should be good enough to kind of dominate to a point where he gets you to at least 500. And I dismissed it at first, but it seems like to me that that year at Washington, the more I look at it, 
23 points, you know, six rebounds, five assists. It was just a showcase year, year for Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really helping his team win. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, when he was at LSU, I know they didn't make the tournament and they, you know, they didn't have a, a super successful season, but they were at least on the, they were definitely over 500. Uh, mm-hmm. Every game they played, you thought they, they had a chance to win because he was on the floor. Washington, it was like, you know, they lost to Yale in the first game of the season, 98-90. And that's no disrespect to Yale, but, you know, Washington is a Pac-10 program or, uh, I'm sorry, Pac-12 program. They're good. Um, Isaiah Thomas, some big-time players went there, and you kind of look at it and you say, all right, 9-22, and like, what happened here? So that, to me, was a first sign um, that, you know, looking back at it now. Uh, but, but let me ask you about his ceiling. Who do you think, who do you think he's going to end up like? Well, when you're looking, so say you talked about like the nine and 20, 22 or whatever. And, um, and when you're looking at a top number one pick as a guard wing, not as a big man, big man is a different story. It's, it's a hit or miss with big man. Everybody knows that you see Greg Oden, you see, Anthony Bennett, you see all these other big men who just become Kwame Brown, washed away. Kwame Brown, Andrew Bond, washed away in the new style of the NBA. And uh, when you look at, so let's look at a number two pick from the 2006, from the 2007 draft. Number two, he averaged 26 points, 11 rebounds. And then assist the game at Texas, who went 25 and 10. And he was the clear cut best player in college basketball. Okay. Uh, you're talking about Kevin Durant. Yes. Okay. So just but let our listeners about, know you're talking about Kevin Durant. Yes. I remember about, that was I'm an talk, amazing season. I'm talking about a top pick. When you, when you look at top picks, I can see Jason Tatum becoming very, very, very close to Kevin Durant when his career is over. Really? You're talking yeah. about like three or four inches height-wise. You're talking about length that Durant possesses. I'm talking about Jason Tatum, who's 6'9". Kevin Durant's, what, 6'11", 6'10", 6'11". Right. He got two inches. They play the same position. Jay- Tatum's playing a little four now, but this KD does it as well. Um, we're talking about the same position. If I'm comparing guys and it from that draft class, I like Tatum compared to that. He went to Duke. He put up numbers at Duke. He didn't get – he wouldn't have got it, like you said, in, in past conversations. He got minutes last year because Hayward went down. Okay, we all know that. We, it, it, Tatum was looking at about 15 to 20 minutes maximum last season, which would have been like, all right, okay, Sixers – Okay, they they passed up on that, whatever. But right, right, that's not happening. It didn't happen. Now we're talking about top picks. I just brought up Kevin Durant. Okay, you Kevin Durant, blah blah blah. But that is a top. That's a number two pick. Right. Okay, you could you could compare the draft classes were a little bit different, but when you're talking about top picks and making a trade to get a top pick and give another potential top five pick away 
you don't make that move if you're Philly. Well, you just don't make it. Be, because listen to the fantasy land lineup the Sixers could have had if they didn't overpay Rob Covington. Listen to this lineup. We would have Ben at the one. We would have a shooting guard, JJ. We would have a three, Tatum. Right. We would have Sarge at the four. And we would have Joel at the five. Okay. And we're talking about a young, young, maybe the most talented young lineup in the league right now. Okay. If you're talking about that. Now we're putting Fultz behind the curtain. We're, we're not even putting him into discussion. Like, he's not a difference maker right now. Imagine if the Sixers would have that lineup and, and the way things could have turned around if, if this decision was made a little bit differently. Right. What do you think about that? Well, looking back at it, well, first of all, let me make, let me make your point. Yeah, Tatum did play because Hayward went down. But you know there's better than anyone. If you can play, you can play, and that's going to come out. And Tatum can play. And he embraced his role, and, you know, they had uh, that injury the first game of the season. He came out and played, and then Kyrie went down in the playoffs, and they kind of played with the house money. But he went out and played. He still had to go out there and perform, and he did. They took uh, Cleveland to seven games and probably should have won, and he played pretty well in that series. Uh, he dominated the Philly series. But, yeah, I, you know, looking back at it and you mentioning that lineup, that would be scary. And that would be – that lineup would be, um, you know, phenomenal to have. It kind of hurts thinking about it. But, you know, it is what it is. Speaking of J.J. last night, absolutely tremendous game. He was 8 for 13 from 3, uh, 10 for 20 from the field. Uh, he had uh, 21 uh, – th- excuse me, 31 points. Um, and he had the game winner. And that's just absolutely unbelievable how he plays 6'4", undersized. Um, and he just comes off the screens, just knows how to use his body. Uh, and I just enjoy watching him play. Um, yeah, he had a tremendous game. So, yeah, out there. And, you know, he's coming off the bench this season, and he's embraced that role. And he seems to me like when, he's really when, bought When in. JJ's on the floor, their plus minus is a lot. It's in the, it's in the plus by far, but – which other guards are, are, is going to score for Philly? You can't count on Fultz. You can count on Simmons is going to get his. Uh, JJ is going to come in and get his like he did last night. You said phenomenal game. But where are we going? Where are we going with this? Where, where What bench player? Like last year we had Bellinelli in the end of the season come off. He could give you 25 on any given night. Right. From the pine. He's complimenting JJ. JJ's not in. He's give, he's giving you buckets. He he he's a deep threat. They had Ilya Sovet, who they also lost, who complimented Sarge very well and and Embiid very well. I think the Sixers downgraded this summer, and Boston got better, Toronto got better, and I don't I don't like it. I think we might be the fourth best team in the East right now. Oh, oh wow, you say fourth? Who who's okay? Boston and Toronto. I. I can kind of see Toronto, but when when Washington's healthy, I like them. Really, you like Washington? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to bring up a, an interesting proposal here. What if Philly had a guy like C.J. McCollum or Bradley Beal well, out there? Well, if you had C.J. McCollum and Bradley Beal to any roster, they're, they're well. That's I'm saying either, but I'm either but you're right. a, a big time shooting guard like that. 
you're talking about you're talking about twenty five twenty three to twenty five a game. Right. You're talking about Simmons playing a much better role because he'll have he'll have another shooter around him where now he has Fultz with him. Simmons wants to drive, he wants to kick, he wants to dish. That's 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 Simmons game. Right. You know, let me interrupt you for a second. So we've kind of spent a lot of time talking about Fultz and Sixers and throwing a little bit of Tatum, but let's discuss some of the other picks in the 2017 draft. You and I went, you were really big on Lonzo, and I watched the Lakers game last night. There was a little scuffle at the end, which made it really interesting. Uh, But Lonzo, you know, he's coming off the bench now, backing up Rondo, and to me, he seems like he has a great attitude. He looks very athletic. He hit like four or five threes last night, um, and he's doing what's asked of him. And I really, really, the more I watch him play, the more I'm a fan. Um, his jump shot has definitely improved. He did airball two threes, but he also went four for seven from the three-point mm-hmm. line. Um, and he looks like, you know, when he attacks the basket, he looks he looks more confident. He's making passes. He's rebounding. Um, he's and and what really impressed me the most was his defense. He he was guarding James Harden, which we know is by no means an easy thing to do. And he, he you know he, he kind of held his own. On defense. What, one he improved a lot on defense. One year under your belt in the league, the, you'll make twenty five percent better on the defensive end just because experience and everything. He, you're right. He looks a lot better on the defensive end. He looks stronger as well. He looks a lot stronger this year. Right. Now, what about some other picks? I, I really like – I watched uh, – I've been watching a lot of the NBA because I absolutely love the NBA. Uh, I was watching the Utah Jazz against the Golden State Warriors, a game Jazz should have won. But sometimes that's just the way things go. And uh, watching Donovan Mitchell, uh, who seems to be doing a lot in his community, and he seems to be really well-liked, and he seems like he wants to stay in Utah, something that past superstars haven't wanted to do. So, uh, such as Gordon Hayward. Well, I shouldn't say superstars, former um, other stars. So, he seems to me like he's ready. He might be one of the top ten players in the NBA in a couple of years. Young guy. They have a good team. What do you think about him and kind of – seems like he should have been a top ten pick looking back at it. But who else do you like besides um, – besides Donovan Mitchell, Alonzo Ball um, from that draft, and obviously Jason Tatum. Is there mm-hmm. anyone else out there that kind of sticks in your mind? Um, yeah, I like, I, like the, uh, I like the guy from Chicago. Laurie right Markinen. Yeah, I like yeah he's, he's hurt right now. But, yeah, uh, what do you like about his game? He, um, you know, for Chicago, obviously they're not – they're very – uh, not very talented, but I think at six eleven, seven foot, very skilled, can shoot the ball from outside, rebounds very well. I like, I like that. I like that guy. He, uh, he's from Finland. He played. He played in. Uh, he played at Arizona. So I mean, I like. I like his game a lot. I think he could be very good in the future because he could shoot the ball very well. As a stretch four or five. Um, another guy, obviously, I don't think you mentioned Dennis Smith. He's a star. Yes. He's playing with Luka Doncic. Doncic had a great game last night. 20, I think he had 25, six assists or something. Right. Six rebounds. Um, I like that backcourt in the future. I like that a lot. 
I like uh, I don't know. Like you said, Donovan Mitchell at thirteen, he was probably uh, yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably say he was the best pick of the draft last year. Going back to the playoffs, going back to all season, uh, he obviously would have won Rookie of the Year if it wasn't for Ben Simmons. So I think he has a chance to be the best. Him or him or Jason. I love Lonzo. Uh, like you said, he's he's gotten a lot better this year. I think he's playing with a lot more confidence. That's one year under your belt can do that. Um, I don't know who else we got. Kuzma, Kuzma. That's 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 the guy I wanted to talk about. He he played terribly last night. Shot wasn't falling. He made some mistakes. But you know what I really like about him? When he gets beat off the dribble, he doesn't give up, and he goes up. And he pinned a few shots. You oh, know. yeah. He's, he's not giving up on plays. He had a dunk at the end. Um, they were coming back. And he seems to me like he could be really good. Six nine, He can shoot the ball. Shot terribly last night. But that's 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 fine. But he seems like he's got moves. Um, he seems like he rebounds, plays defense. Um, one guy I really like out there, and I believe he is from last year's draft, if I'm not mistaken, is Josh Hart from Villanova. And that guy mm. is yeah, undersized. Yeah. It seems like to me that playing with LeBron is going to make this guy's career. And what I mean by that is LeBron loves guys like that. And if it doesn't work out for him with, with the Lakers, which which I can't see why not, because – He's strong. He can shoot. He plays very good defense, and he rebounds in traffic for a guard. So, you know, everything you kind of want a guy to do that's, you know, coming off the bench and being that glue guy. And if for some reason, and he's well-liked out there with the Lakers, if it doesn't work out for him, I think that LeBron will say, hey, you know, kind of like this guy's played with me. I'll vouch for him because – Kobe picked up a guy like Matt Barnes after nobody wanted him. He was like, oh, you want to come play in L.A.? Yeah. So that's kind of like how the league works for some of these some of these players that are not established superstars, and most of them aren't. So um, I th- I like Josh Hart. I like what I see from him. I like the hustle and, and all that. But let's like just that. let's move like on. Let's move on to an interesting topic that I think you, you you will have a lot of input on, and that is the new G League policy. So the policy, to me, it seems like it's kind of like to avoid didn't the one-and-done. Didn't, uh, didn't they put it away, though, yesterday? They, they put it in the back burner? Well, yes, but, you know, it's still in the talks, but I kind of I kind of want to hypothetically talk about it because, to me, I have my opinion, but I want to hear what you're going to say about the new G League policy and – if they were to go through with it, what do you think? Is it so, going to change anything? So for the top, for, so for the people out there who don't know the policy, they're getting they want the top prospects from high school to go to the G League instead of going to college, get 125k, which is uh, estimated about 2500 a game, I believe. Yeah, 2500 a game. Um, and they could play in the G League against uh, more talented players, an, an NBA-style game, 48 minutes, NBA three-point line, uh, defense three seconds, and all NBA rules instead of college shot clock. Um, but now, it, 
it's a very interesting topic because we've never we've never seen this before. We've only seen okay guys uh, going straight from high school to the NBA, guys who want to go from high school overseas because they can't get it yet and then go to the NBA. Um, Brandon Jennings, uh, guys like that. But when you're looking at this, I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna go if you're gonna go and make 125k, right? But but you're a top prospect, right? What, what's that 125k gonna do for you if you're exactly my tenure, point? Exactly two, my point. Two years down the road, three years down the road, you sign a, a big deal for five years, 250 million. What 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 is that 125k gonna do when you could play? You might get lost. You might get lost in the sauce in the G League. There's a lot of talented guys. That's, in that it, let me interrupt you for a second. I wanted to kind of talk about that. NBA is a futures market. You're a top pick. You're playing against seasoned veterans, guys that went through four years of college in the G League. Why risk it to play in a game that really nobody's watching to get exposed? You're gonna get exposed. And and then what? Then these guys are gonna say, "Well, you know what? This top pick." You might you might get exposed, yeah, yeah. But you also you're practicing against these guys every day. You gotta look at it that side. You're playing you're playing against better competition day in and day out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just NBA is a futures market, and I just don't think people risk it out there. I really don't see that a reason why if you're a top pick. You don't go to a Kentucky or a Duke, and you're pretty much the Beatles, right? You're on tour, and you go out there, and like a Zion Williamson who's going to go around, and every gym is going to be sold out to watch him play, and all mm-hmm. these highlights. Yeah, you're not getting money but officially, but you know exactly how these guys get paid. So, Oh, they're getting paid. Exactly. So, And then, you know what? You play for a year. And then you get drafted, and it's a futures market. You get drafted on your potential, and if you're good, you stay. And if not, then, you know, you kind of made your money. And like a guy such as Anthony Bennett, Kwame Brown, and whatnot, you kind of play in the league for a year or two, a couple of years, and then you kind of wash out. And But you still get, at minimum, five, six million, or you risk 125000 to play against these some of these G League players are good. They want to be in the NBA and they're good and they play hard and they may expose you because these are grown men. In college you're going up against some of these smaller programs and you get to dominate. And to me it just doesn't make sense. You like there's just not enough money to take that risk. So I don't think anybody's gonna do it and that's why I think they're they're pulling back. So here's um, why it might here's why it might make sense. With like you said, they they might get exposed. They might um but another topic. G League the G League is straight politics, okay? It's all about, like you said, the NBA making money. And this, and this is, this is where these these top prospects they're going to get major minutes. They're not going to they're not going to be in there playing twelve to fifteen minutes. If they're a top prospect and they're paying those dudes one hundred twenty five k, they're going to be playing forty minutes a game where they can where they can put up numbers. By game thirty, okay, game one to ten, they might buy, might not be the same players they are in game thirty. 
Why? Because they might be, you know, they'll be stronger in four months. They'll be they'll be playing against better guys. So this is where I think it's a positive for those guys because of politics and the NBA wanting money and these top prospect guys to rather be in the G League to make them money rather than the NCA. Right. Yeah. Let's let's move on to another interesting topic because I just can't seem to get enough of basketball. Uh, this one's going to be kind of easy, but uh, give me your finals matchup for 2019. NBA finals? Yes. Oh, man. We're going, as of right now, we're going to go in the East. I'm going Toronto. Wow. Okay. In the West, can't fight it. You're going Golden State. And Golden State wins in six. Okay, you're going with Toronto. That's an interesting choice. I have Boston as a right I think, now. I, I think uh, Toronto's going to make some moves during the year. I think they're going to they're going to try to convince Kawhi, Kawhi to stay. They they want they want to win. They want to win right now. They want to show Kawhi they're invested in him, and that's the main focal point. And the only way they're going to do that is give him what he wants and win ball games. Yeah, so now gonna, that's interesting to change. say that because you know, I watched I, well, I watched two games that they've And they played. have a great coach. Yeah. Right, well, I, I I don't know their coach, but I'll tell you I watched I watched him play against Boston and he looks he looks very good. 31 points. Um he looks athletic. He look he's rebounding. He doesn't seem like he's gelled with the offense yet, but he Not looks a time. Yeah, so you think they make moves as of right now at Boston and Golden State, and I think Sixers um, playing them in the final. I think Sixers are better than Toronto, but that's just me. I think Boston, if they have home court advantage, they can possibly take down the Warriors because 6 through 10, I'll take – 1 through 10, I I should say. I'll take Boston because they're deeper and they can punk the Warriors. One through five, I'll take the Warriors. But once we make some of these substitutions, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, um, Marcus Morris, um, you know, these guys, Baines, they, they go yeah, out yeah, there. Smart, yeah. And I, I, I like Boston, and they have a good coach. And I think that with when they're full throttle, I think they can, I think they can play with the Warriors. Um, and, you know, that's that. So, speaking of Boston, speaking of Boston, not to get off topic, what's up with uh, your boy Kyrie? Uh, to be honest, I, watching Kyrie little play, rust, little rust. I, I I would say that because he had last, you know, playing against Toronto, he had twenty one and six. He just doesn't, you know, he's making his moves, he's doing his thing. He changed his hair, he's got a headband on, all that. It's all that, all that is good. I, you know, he, he's getting his you shots. Know what he he's looks just, like he looks like a like a Kenny Veal. Back in 2006. I, I don't know if I would go that far, but he looks, to me, he looks, you know. No, not he's his like, game. Not his game. Not his game, of course. I'm talking about his look. Oh, yeah. Well, are you talking about, like, his, uh, just his facial features, or are you talking about, like, yeah, I'm his talking about his, I'm talking about his uh, appearance. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I don't know. This These guys have stylists and, 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 and you know, publicists and all that stuff. So I, I don't know what he's doing there. He had twenty one and six against um against Toronto and he, he got a really nice move on the baseline, but I don't think he's full throttle. I think uh 
I think he's going to take some time. And to be honest, um, he started the year off kind of slow last year. Um, even with the Hayward injury, he, there were games he was like 20 and 6, whatever. He picked it up. Uh, I give it like he's a professional. This is, his, I want to say, eighth NBA season. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie, you know, five, six more games kind of had low 20s, high you know, high teens scoring games because you got to realize Boston's going to be blowing a lot of these teams out, and they're that's just that's just how it is, especially in the East. It's going to be like a glorified practice. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen when you know the Celtics play the Magic? Like, that's going to be that's just going to be almost not you know unwatchable uh, when they play the the Bulls and teams like that not that any disrespect to these teams but these teams are clearly trying to tank i mean the Bulls had Ryan Archie Atkins out on the floor last night and he's wearing number 51 and it's interesting but anyways so you got Toronto and Golden State i got Boston and Golden State i'm assuming you have Golden State winning well you actually said that so i have Golden State winning as well so it'll be interesting what happens there who's your mvp MVP of the season. I am going. I have it in three. I have it in th- with three players. I'll give you my three right now, and then I'll pick my guy. I have the Greek Freak. Okay. I have Joel Embiid. Wow. And I have Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Wow. Those East. are interesting picks. And I'm going to pick uh, – and I also have Anthony Davis in there. He's going to have an amazing year. I just think with the better of them all, I'm taking I'm taking the the freak, the great okay. freak. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I I have uh, I have LeBron because he's always in the running. Um, <laughs> I have Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis, and I think Anthony Davis is going to win uh, the MVP this year. I think that they are at this point steamrolling teams. They beat Houston in the first game. They absolutely demolished the Kings, but. I could probably could have suited up for that game. Um, he absolutely tremendous out there. One guy that I think could be in the running set a tremendous game last night is uh, Nikola Jokic, and he was he had a perfect triple double. Yeah. But I yeah, think nice. I don't think that Denver is going to move the needle, um, and he just won't get the exposure. I think the Pelicans might be top four in the West, and that's mm-hmm. a bold prediction. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I think that. The moves that they've made and the way they play together, um, and I think getting rid of Cousins helped them out tremendously. Uh, absolutely. So we'll, it'll be interesting when he comes back for the Warriors. So I have Anthony Davis. You have you have the Greek Freak. So it's interesting. I'm going to leave the toughest question for last. Who's your? Because um, we have three more. Who's your defensive player of the year? Defensive player of the year. Ah oh, man. So we're going to go top three. Obviously, we're going to go Kawhi. We're going to go Gobert. Okay. And we're going to go Joel Embiid. And right, take, okay. And I'm going to take uh, Joel Embiid for my – Okay, my I agree with friend. you on that. I think he's going to have a tremendous year. He's blocking shots. He's so active. He's so active. He's going He's going after every shot. You can see that. He's seven foot one, seven two, whatever he is, and he's flying across the rim flying over people trying to block every shot he's in the right position on defense he's his head's always on a swivel he's sprinting in transition getting back sometimes he's the first guy back on defense and he's under the basket yeah i love the way i love 
as a big man, you can't ask for anything more than that in the NBA. Right. You don't, you don't see that much anymore. You got guys like DeMarcus Cousins, the jogging back, walking back, talking to the ref, talking to guys in the stands. I love Joel Embiid's uh, enthusiasm and effort. Yeah. yeah. Let me. Ask I got. You. I got one. I got one thing for you. After you. After after your. Uh, okay. Your, All right. Your... Let Let me ask you about the rookie of the year. Yep. Well, I'm going one guy and one guy only: Doncic, Luka Doncic. Um, I, to be honest, um, I haven't seen, I've watched some of the summer league. Um, I'm going to have to say that's the unanimous pick for me as well, just because his team is so bad. And I think they're going to rely on him. They got got a good win last night. Yeah. If you want to consider beating the Phoenix Suns, a good win. No, no, no. They beat Minnesota last night. Oh, they beat Minnesota. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, Denver played, uh, the Suns. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that team is all sorts of discombobulated. I'm really yeah, disappointed. Whacked out, whacked out uh, Minnesota team. Uh, I'm really disappointed by Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, what 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 happened to that guy? Well, well, I mean, he had a good game last night, but uh, I think if we want to get into personal topics and and stuff like this, little rated R stuff uh, for you kids at home, Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know if you guys knew <laughs> Bradley or. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Okay, I I think I know where you're going. Let's just save it PG PG thirteen right now. I think I know where you're alluding Jimmy to. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler went to go. You went on a movie date with uh, Carl Anthony Towns' girl, and uh, a lot of things. Yeah, went yeah. south from there. Yeah, I can I can imagine Jimmy Butler seems like seems like he would do something like they that. He had too many sour patch kids and popcorn. Right, yeah, that's that's definitely it. Now, let me ask you the toughest question of all these NBA predictions. Give me your NBA, all-NBA first team. And, you know, I think there's only one guy that's pretty much guaranteed to make it on there. Everybody else, like... Uh, all right. Let's go. First, all right, I think the guy you're, I know you're talking about, I'm going to go with LeBron, I think. Everybody okay. Uh, I'm gonna go at the big at the big. I'm gonna go AD. Okay. I'm gonna go the freak. Wow. I'm gonna go with the freak. I'm gonna go with Harden. Okay. It's <sighs> a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, who do you leave out? Yeah, you're gonna have to leave out a, a, a top five player. <laughs> top do you leave players. out Curry? Does he? Does do you he leave stay out? out does Durant do stay out? out? Do you leave out Joel? Do you, you leave out? Oh, man, LeBron, Harden, the Freak, AD. I think. I think are definitely in it. I think we got one more guy, and I'm gonna go picking out of a hat. Basically, um, I guess bias right here. I'm going to go Joel. Wow, that is that is quite the lineup. I have um, I have Curry, Harden, Durant, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. But you know, I I, I would love to say that you got um, Curry in there. Har- Curry, Harden, 
Durant, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. Um, I would love to say Joel Embiid, and the reason why I don't think he'll get picked is because I think when the voters look at him, when it's all said and done, um, they're going to kind of look and say, okay, well, you know, conferences matter and all that. And to be honest, let's – Anthony Davis thus far, I mean, Joel Embiid's having a great season, averaging – about 28 and 12. I would really love for him to pick up his rebounding because I think he can get way way more. But um, I think Anthony Davis, the impact that he has on his team, and not and not saying Embiid doesn't, but Anthony Davis out there in the West playing every night, I mean, it, it's a bloodbath. You're playing the Warriors. You're playing – I mean, you're playing the Lakers, and you're playing um, – you're playing the Trailblazers. Um, you're playing the Rockets. Um, even going into like Minnesota and then you got San Antonio. I mean, every single night, any of these teams. Oh, I forgot OKC. Just, just completely, you know. Yeah. You could lose by thirty any given night. Where in the East, it's kind of like almost, you know, outside of Philly, Boston, Toronto. Who, who are you going to play? Um, some of these, yeah. I mean, looking around the NBA, you know, at the league pass, you kind of look at it, and some of these arenas are half filled, and I'm like, wow, like these guys just really don't care. Now, here's a topic that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna completely change uh, the direction of this podcast, and this is gonna be all you. So, if you can comment on this and give us a little five minute spiel with your boy Le'Veon Bell and the future of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I know you're a passionate fan. Um, we want to give some of our NFL listeners a little bit of taste of the NFL, and this is your kind of area of expertise and passion. So please let me know what is going to go, what is going to happen here, and what are the Steelers going to do? Oh man, this is a very stingy topic, but also very uh, positive in a way. So Le'Veon was supposedly expected to show this week during the bye week. Uh, he was going to sit. He was going to – they have the Steelers have a bye this week, and they were going to – expecting him back week eight against the Browns. But apparently he did not show. And uh, I follow his agent on Twitter, so I, I try to try to stay up to date with his stuff. But I think this guy is, is too – stubborn at this point you know okay you want you're getting paid 15 million which is approximately about 850k if you put in 17 18 weeks plus bonuses playoffs stuff like this you're gonna make about 18 million right you're sit each week you sit out you're losing 800, about approximately 850K, okay? He's already set out six weeks. Let me interrupt you real quick. Why doesn't he just show up and say, I'm injured? Like, why not? What, what, what's he, what, 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 I think know. it's more, I think uh, this is where I think it's more to him than this. I think he wants to prove a point at this point. And he doesn't want to. He doesn't for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars a week. Yes. You're proving a point he, to who? This is this is this is how he thinks. This is this is this type of guy he is. He's he's been in past uh, suspensions for drugs. He's he's been injured. He, he the guy hasn't played a full. He I think he played maybe one full season. No, I don't even think last year he sat the first four four games. I think three or four games. 
He hasn't played a full NFL season. And you expect the Steelers, rich tradition, uh, not known for paying guys unless you're loyal, loyal to the program. They just paid Antonio Brown uh, for the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Uh, I think Odell Beckham would maybe just broke that. But anyways, Le'Veon Bell, I think it's, I think it's in his head. I think it's, he's got a, he's got something in his head that he wants to prove. And, and, and he has a Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick type of, type of feeling where he wants everyone behind him and saying, Oh, Le'Veon Bell saved the day for the running backs. Um, because he knows when he comes back, and he knew if he came back by week four, the Steelers were going to pound him to the ground. Pound him. I'm talking 25, 30 carries a day. Um, just pound him. And for a running back, you ain't going to last in this league past 30 years old. Unless you're, you, you see Adrian Peterson now, who's having a very good year um, this year. But he's had three, four bad seasons in the last past. But – I think it's more. I think it's more to this situation, and I think um, on the positive note, the Steelers have a very young star, my, one of my favorite players in the NFL, James Conner. Um, battled cancer for years. Pittsburgh went to P- University of Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers fans, I mean, they love him. They love him out there, and uh, I think he he's the future. He's young. He's talented. He's put up equivalent numbers to Le'Veon Bell in the past, in, in the first six weeks. And, and people don't realize that. And, and on less carries, on less, on less attention, on less uh, media, media attention. So for me, it's very, it's very, if we had Le'Veon, we have a two-headed backfield, which is amazing. Le'Veon's a great runner. I mean, he's an all-around player. He blocks. He catches out the backfield like a wide receiver. He, he can he can put go in the slot and catch out. He'll get you 120 yards receiving while he's getting all oh, you also 120 yards um, rushing. So he's he's don't 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 misinterpret what I'm saying because well, it seems to me he wants to get paid like a running back and a receiver because he's saying, oh, "Look, I'm catching 85 balls along with." You know, he does. 20 and to 25 he has, he carries. Has a point which, which, which will probably is going to raise. It's going is going is going to do something in the NFL. But for his point, he's losing. So, so let's let's get out of calculator. I don't know. I'm going to write this down. I think let's nine say, million dollars. You're, you're you're absolutely right. Nine million dollars. He's losing when he wants to make. Six million, four, four to six million a year extra, but he's losing nine million this year. So wow. when we're talking about running backs, when we're talking about uh, longevity of the league, uh, the usage, especially especially now with with how the running backs are used in the game, because the NFL has turned into um, clearly. Uh, and running backs catching the ball out of the backfield, running backs lining up as a wide receiver. Uh, one of running backs doing a lot more than rather than just running the ball and, and blocking pass protecting for your quarterback. So they're more valuable to this day, of course, 
But I don't think you, you throw away $9 million. Okay, you, you, you risk getting an injury. You risk doing this because he's had injuries in the past, and that's why the Steelers aren't paying him. That's why they're not investing. They see they have James Conner, who is a star. And uh, why give this guy all why, this? Why, Makes why sense. Not, why not just trade him away and, and get some get some future picks for him? Gotcha. Let me ask you one more thing about the Steelers, and then we'll kind of conclude with the, with the daily picks. Um, so, what do you think is going to happen with the Steelers? You know, for the remainder of the season, seems like they have the talent. They're playing in a tougher conference. Uh, you know, you, you kind of have to go through New England and you got some other teams out there, Kansas City and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. that are pretty good. So w- what's going to happen with the Steelers um, playoff wise? Are they going to do you think they make some noise, make it to the Super Bowl, possibly win it? Or you think this is kind of like a year? Let's let's get rid of this Le'Veon Bell situation and rebuild next year. Oh, man. OK, so. I mean, I, I feel like we've been talking about uh, Steelers making the Super Bowl for the last five to six years with the talent they've had on that roster. Um, uh, man, they have Juju, who right now is top six, seven wide receiver in the whole NFL. Right now he's playing better. Okay, Antonio Brown is amazing talent. He's, he's getting double coverage every game, but – Juju Smith is taking taking a, a big role in that offense. I think uh, the Steelers, you know, they they always start out slow. Big Ben starts out slow, he, he gets grooving, and right now he's playing as one one of the best quarterbacks in the game, um, especially in the AFC. I think um, we got Kansas City to worry about. We got New England to worry about. We have. Uh, but I think I think things are starting to click. Their defense is playing a lot better to date. Um, so we got a bye week where, where we get a little rest. We get Cleveland back. I, th- I think I think for the next. So we played six games. Ten more. I think I think we go eight and two, which would put us at eleven wins. Playoff wild card maybe. There's a very tough division. Baltimore is very good. Cleveland is very talented. Uh, Cincinnati is very good, which we we just off a thr- won off a thriller last week in Cincinnati. So I think that shows where we're headed um, football wise. But I don't know. I think uh, I like for the for the NFC for the AFC. I like New England, Pittsburgh. For the NFC, I like L.A. and I like Philly. Wow, bold picks! All right, let's move on. Let's let me tell you how this is going to work because you are a man that lives his life on edge. So I'm going to lead, read you the point spreads, and you pick a team without much thought. And oh research. yeah, all right. And, I, and I'm sure you've done your research because this you kind of like this is your second living. Anyways. I'm going to give you the point spreads in the NFL. Um, obviously, I, I'm going to give you the favorite and who they're playing. And and then you're going to tell me what pick you like. And then next okay. week, we're going to tally up and see of of the picks that you've had. Got them. Of the picks that you've we'll had, how it, many we'll you got it, right. We'll call it Pep, Pep Pixum. Pep, yeah, Pep Pixum. That's it. All right. So we got the Tennessee Titans versus the 
LA Chargers well, and Chargers are right minus. What did you say? They're playing right now. Um, okay, so minus six and a half. Who do you take in that game? I okay. The game already started. It's ten six uh, right now. LA's beaten the Titans ten six. Um, it is twelve fifty one in the second quarter. Melvin Gordon is not playing today. Six and a half. I'm taking the Chargers in London on an early game. I like that. I love the Chargers this year. I think okay. they are one of the most talented teams in the NFL. Okay. What about New England at Chicago? Minus so that one line and a half. Moved. Gronk is out. Gronk is out. Officially out. Uh, they were plus. They were plus three and a half, and now they moved to one and a half. You said one and a half. Oh, in Chicago, I will go with New England. Okay. New England minus one and a half. We got an exciting game at Tampa Bay. uh, Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is minus three and a half. Who do you take there? Cleveland. Cleveland plus three and a half. Give me those points. Detroit at Miami. Detroit's minus three. In Miami. (sighs) Give me Detroit. I like that offense. A lot of weapons. All right. Carolina at Philly, minus five, Philly. Carolina plus five all day. All right. Wow. We got we got Buffalo at Indiana. Give me, Indiana's give me Andrew, minus seven. Give me, give me Andrew Luck and the Colts. Wow. Okay. Um, where are we at here? We got Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's minus three and a half. Mm, Jacksonville minus three and a half. Okay. That pass rush, defense, defense, very low scoring game. I got the. <sighs> Give me Houston, three and a half. Houston, three and a half. All right. Minnesota at New York Jets. Minnesota's minus three and a half. Give me the Jets in this one, three and a half. Wow. New Orleans at Baltimore. Baltimore is minus two and a half. Baltimore wins by a touchdown. Wow. All right. We have the Dallas Cowgirl, I mean Cowboys at Washington, minus one. If you're a betting man, put the house on Washington today. It's the lock of the week plus one and a half. Wow, you really lock like that pick. Wow. Pep loves it. All right. We have a few more. We have the L.A. Rams minus nine at San Fran. Do they cover? Oh, do they cover? That's a lot of points. Missing Cooper Cup. Give me San Fran in that one. Give me a nine points. Wow. All right. We have Cincinnati at Kansas City. And remember, Cincinnati coming off of a loss to your Pittsburgh Steelers. Kansas City's minus six. That's a tough one. Andy Reid and that. This sophisticated offense. Give me the Bengals in that one. Plus six. Field goal. Right. Kansas City wins it. All right. And then Monday night game, uh, New York Giants at Atlanta. Atlanta's minus four. Who do you got there? Love the Giants. Love them this week. Take wow. Them, take them. Take them heavy. Giants. Okay. So Pep's game of the week is definitely Redskins. We got one more. We got one more. Uh, we got two Monday night games this week. Really? I didn't know that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's next Monday night. Sorry about that.
on to the NBA. We only have four games today, and we have an interesting one with Atlanta versus Cleveland, and Cleveland oh, is minus six. Don't, don't, don't give me the NBA picks, G. Don't give it to me. It's too early. It's too early. Well, I'm asking myself, you because I told myself I will not place a penny on the NBA until we get until we get to to the to, till the heat of the to the heat of the regular season. Well, least. I know you may not be, but some of our listeners out there may want to hear what you have to say. So, well, okay, let's 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 do a double take. Me and you take our picks. All right, Atlanta versus Cleveland. I have no idea, but I'll take. I'll take um, I'll take Cleveland there just because it's minus seven and a half. Uh, I have minus six, um, but yeah, some of them and a half, um, some of the other ones. So yeah, I'll take Cleveland there. We'll we'll call it a minus seven. So we kind of do it in the middle. I'll take Cleveland there. I'll take Atlanta. Okay. I'll take All Atlanta. Right. Give me the seven points. All right. Fair enough. So I got Cleveland. You have Atlanta, um, Sacramento versus OKC, and I have here. I have uh, OKC's uh, by eight. Ooh, what do you think? I got them at nine and a half. Okay, so we'll call it nine. Okay. Uh, I don't like the Kings at all. Give me, give me OKC. All right, I agree with you there. I the Kings are just not good. All right. Here's an interesting one, and let me know what what point spread you see out here. Golden State versus Denver. I got Mind Golden you, State minus four. You have Golden State minus four. Okay, I will take Golden State, and not because I like them, but Denver coming off of a back to back, um, big win last night um, versus Phoenix. I'm taking Golden State. Who do you have? Definitely, a, that was a that was definitely a big time win. Chemistry voter, I take Golden State on that one. Okay, and then our final pick for this week, we got Houston versus the L.A. Clippers. Houston coming off of a back to back, but no travel because um, they're playing the Staples Center again tonight. So, who do you have there? Are there any injuries in that game? Um, Houston plus one in that one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on with that spread, but I'm taking Houston. If James James Harden just shows up to the arena, I'll if, take if, him. If Jimmy's if Jimmy's in the building, then uh, I'm taking Houston as well. Okay, so we pretty much have head to head. So really, what's gonna decide who wins this four game matchup is Atlanta versus Cleveland. I'm sure you'll be watching and tuned in. We got him. We got him. Oh yeah. We got him at uh, <laughs> we got him at seven. We got him at seven. That's the that's right, the spread. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I I got him at seven and a half. G. But all right. You know what? Because seven is an even number, we can't uh, we can't do that. So I'll give it to you. We'll do it at uh, seven and a half. So so that'll be that'll be that. But okay. But let me ask you one final question before I let you go. Um, you you really love that Dallas. Dallas pick and um, or, or I'm sorry, the Washington Redskins plus one. Is there anything, is there a special, is there a special pick that you would like to take along with that pick? Meaning, is there anything you would like to parlay or tease with um, so our listeners can take your advice or do you just leave it at that and you just go all in on the Washington Redskins? No, no, no. So if I was a betting man, I loved I loved 
I love to put a big game down. I like to take some small bets, some side bets. And then I like to take a parlor, like you said. A heavy one, very little money, win your big money. I actually won one yesterday in college football. It was a $100 bet to win 600 Hit it, 3-0 and on that one. So it was a big day for college yesterday. I love, I love the NCAA football. That's for next week. Anyways, um, so if I, was a, if I was a parlayer, a lot of parlayers out there, I'm going to have to if – if we're teasing, let's tease. Let's tease right now. Let's, let's, let's play a little tease game. Can we get those teaser spreads up? Uh, that may be too much work. Why don't you just – because some of our listeners may not be as proficient as you are with how a so tease I'm, works. I'm gonna, all right, if I'm going to take a plus six on each tease, I'm going to take the Panthers plus 11 on my parlay. Tease of the week. Parlay tease of the week. Panthers plus 11. Take it. I don't see them losing by more than a field goal in this one, but you never know. It's in Philly. Wentz is playing well lately. Alshon Jeffrey, Ertz, they got something going, a little chemistry building. I take Carolina still, plus 11. Okay. I'm obviously taking Washington plus six, seven and a half in that tease against the Dallas Cowboys at home. Sorry, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, very low-scoring. I think it's going to be AP and uh, Zeke Elliott, pound, ground and pound all day, Galen Snyder type. And uh, I don't see anybody winning more than three points in that one, so I'm definitely taking Washington plus seven and a half. And then I'm going to go with my third tease of the day. I'm going to go. Let's go Colts minus one. I think they beat Buffalo. I think they beat them outright. I think they beat them by two touchdowns. You take a minus one. I think it's a lock. Colts minus one. So we got Colts, Washington, and Carolina in a tease. Take the points, fellas. It's a no-brainer. All right. Pep, thank you as always. It's a pleasure. Um, we I got def- one thing for you. One, one uh, bonus topic. Because I please. Know, please. I know, I know how much you love Kyrie. I, I don't have nothing to do today. So I'm watching football all day. I know how much you love this guy, and uh, especially from, from, uh, from the area. Do you think – back to the NBA, of course. Um, do you think – I want your personal opinion. Do you think that Kyrie is a little frustrated in Boston and the rumors that were floating around before the season started in free agency, he's on his, he's on his last year of his contract. Um, he's not putting up great numbers. They have a really good team, really deep. They're really guard-oriented. Do you think Kyrie could be could be out of there after this season, or what? What What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I initially thought he could, but I don't think he's going to. And here's here's why: he wanted to get out of LeBron's shadow and all that mess in Cleveland, and he did, right? And he got out, and he had a pretty good season last year, and the Celtics had a pretty good season, so. Where do you go, right? You want a championship. 
but that championship is always going to be kind of he you know he took over in the finals and especially game 7 and hit that big 3 but he's always going to be looked at as like LeBron's little brother kind of like Kobe's so, been looked so, at so, as as so Shaq you heard, so you heard the you heard the comments about him saying he he made a big mistake and or no he he that's the greatest decision of his life but do you think that Kyrie is smarter than everybody and just putting this stuff out there and, and, and gonna and gonna just twist it, just twist the free agency up. Uh, I I don't. I, I don't think so because because here here's the thing, right? It's not like he's saying, I don't know about my future and whatever. He publicly came out and said, I'll resign if the fans want him and they do want him back. And you know, of he course. Isn't... Of course. So I don't think that if you publicly say that, you kind of denounce it and you look like – and I think he, he – where is he going to go? You know, you, people They're can say – talking New York. Porzingis is out for the years, resting up for next year. They, they have a talent. But, you know, you're going to go to a Knicks team that hasn't been relevant in century, right? I think that motivates Kyrie, G. I think it motivates him. I think he wants to put New York Nick basketball back on the map. I, I you know what? I, I wouldn't have a difficult time disputing that if he didn't publicly come out and say things because Kyrie, he has a good personal image, right? Like the things that he said about the earth being flat was kind of him mocking the entire media society and all that. And, yes, you but- know, he cares about like what people think kind of like, KD does. He's a millennial, and and, wow. and I, I, I don't think I don't think KD. Kyrie's gonna go back on his word. I think he, I think he's gonna have a successful year in Boston, and I think that, you know, he said he wants like his name out there in the Raptors and all that. So I don't think that he would go back on that. Um, I think it would have to be kind of like selfish of him because you know what? At the end of the day, this is what he wanted. He wanted his own team. He went out there, got it. They built a team. A little bit by luck, but a lot by like just making good business decisions around him. Gordon Hayward, they got the best coach in the game. You know, guys off the bench. To be honest, they're gonna have to get rid of guys like Terry Rozier. They have to trade him away for picks and whatnot. And I don't think Kyrie's going anywhere. I think he's yeah, absolutely. Like you can't have guys like that. They need. They're gonna want to play. You know. Well, they're gonna. They're gonna want to get paid eventually. Well, that's yeah, and they're not gonna have money to pay them. That's very true too. So, at the end of the day, I think Kyrie's thing. It's his team. You know, Jason Tatum has played very well the first two games, but let's not forget Jason Tatum has been working out all summer long, and he's in full throttle, and he's also young and motivated. It's Kyrie's eighth season, right? He's had some knee issues. Do you really, you know, do you really expect the guy to go out there and play, um, you know, play at his top, you know, at, at his full form right away after having like, you know, the knee surgery, having missed all that time? And I, I just don't think that happens. Um, the talent is there. The guy is not going to be overshadowed by Jason Tatum. If anything, he's going to build Jason Tatum up to kind of like the way LeBron coached him up to his level when he was 24, 25, when he had that big shot against Golden State. And that's what I think happens. And I think he leaves a good legacy in Boston. And I think after next year, they're going to be seriously 
the favorites to win the championship unless KD resigns. But I just don't think the Warriors are going to stay together. But that's a topic for for next week. And next week we're going to have some interesting topics. Speaking of that, well, yeah, I think into... we're gonna, we're going to have a guest as well. Oh uh, well, we'll be doing we'll, guests. We'll, we're going to have more than one guest going forward with this podcast. But yeah, let's not give the people too much. A lot, let's... a lot of hype. A lot of hype been been. Uh been going around they want to, they want to get in the first the second week of the podcast of the, well i can only guest. imagine but, i but can listen, only imagine back to the Kyrie thing gee in my opinion he's gone well you i know think what? he's going to new york i think he i think he wants to go back home i think he wants to go to the new jersey the, the, the new jersey new york place and he want he they have a talent with porzingis canter it's still Kyrie's team they got they got a really good rook. Uh, what well, I think uh, the second best rookie is Knox. Um, I think they're very talented. I think Kyrie could be gone, and I think he's he's smarter than what he than when uh, than what people even think he is. He's a very smart dude, but this guy wants people thinking one thing, and then he goes and he go does the other. That's what I, that's the kind of guy Kyrie is, and I think he is going to leave Boston. Well, we'll we'll kind of we'll 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 discuss that, and as the season progresses, and we'll kind of see like, you know, if my mind sways. But you know, it's that's why we have the podcast to uh, to talk about these things and kind of like get get people's opinions and whatnot. So, but Pep. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy football today. I'll let you know how you're doing on your on your parlays, and my payout will be just me announcing formally on the podcast that you were right. Thank you, and have a great day and week, our listeners. Take care, Pep. See you next week, G.